podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. I would like to leave this city This old town don't smell too pretty And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind And when I leave this island I book myself into a soul asylum Cause I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind So here I go Still scratching around in the same old hole My body feels young but my mind is very old So what do you say? You can't give me the dreams that are mine Hello and welcome everybody. This week, yours truly, Neil Gray, will be back in the hosting seat. We have Dave Thomas, Paul Brenzi Brennan and Andy Young in with us. We'll have a look at West Brom, we'll also look at Spurs and we'll look ahead to Crystal Palace. And we'll also have a little nose around all things Liverpool. It'll be a reduced pod this week in deference to Carl who lost his father. So there'll be no trippers chats, we'll just get down to business and we'll take it from there. It's the day trippers. But anyway, West Brom. We were very good. I mean, you know, the reality is for the first, what, 70 minutes, 75 minutes, we probably should have been 4-5 nil up. Um, what was particularly pleasing about it is that I think a lot of the fans probably would have been tempted to make a change or to change the way we played against West Brom. The good thing is, I think, that we... I don't think we conceded a chance from open play. I don't think we conceded a goal from open play in, like, six games or something like that. Uh, you know, we've got the best defensive record... <clears throat> In the league, I think, since we lost to Burnley, we never looked under any pressure against West Brom. But we can see the stupid goal, which is, as I say, stupid. Andy? Uh, yeah, well, well, it was a good performance, but it's kind of annoyed me that we couldn't have just done that against United. Like, mm-hmm. there was way more bottle shown against West Brom. Like, Klein got forward and Milner got forward. They didn't do that against United. Um, obviously, they're, you know, United had a bit more of a threat up front than you can understand. But I think if we want to be... Uh, title contenders like you have to just see teams like United on the current form as as ordinary but like they can still punish you so why not just go for it at home against Man United and I'm disappointed they didn't do that like they did against West Brom for a team that scores loads of goals we're not scoring an awful lot of goals lately you know both games last night against Spurs and against uh, West Brom we could have kind of scored 10 or 12 goals between the two but we're just um, poor enough in the end product. And it's it's the difference then when they sneak when 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 we gift them a goal and suddenly everyone's like oh bollocks and like a team that we've been dominating is mm. suddenly in the game they're all over us and they look like they might equalise because it happened in both games like obviously Spurs are a, a way better team so they had some periods of pressure themselves but like by the time we'd scored the second goal like you were you're just asking is Sturridge gonna get the hat trick are we gonna hit five against these and then Lucas. 
and his little his little merry ways. He gave away three penalties there. <laughs> in one if goal. in doubt, I think the position that Lucas is going to play for us, as in when he's come in and played centre back, or he's played a uh, defensive midfield role. He's a. Uh, it's it's quite. They're quite easy for Liverpool at the moment because we're doing an awful lot of defending up the front, and mm. yeah, Henderson's really flourishing in that role because he's cutting out no one closing him down kind of like in the way Gerrard did in 13-14 where no one yeah. closed him down so he's able to express himself and stuff and so Lucas Lucas isn't a great player in a team that's maybe uh, experiencing a bit of pressure in the games but. I mean the, the thing I'd say on the, the goals is it's not that we're not scoring many goals it's that we're not scoring as many as we should be based on the chances we're yeah. creating yeah. Mm. and on the other side you know apart from Spurs I don't think we've dropped points from a winning position this season, right? Just take my word for it. Okay. We haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can't yeah. think. Like yeah. we didn't go ahead against Burnley, right? No. We came from behind against Swansea. We now and in a lot of the games, the teams are coming back to within a goal. Arsenal came back to within a goal. Yeah. Um, so obviously Swansea were within a goal. Uh, West Brom came back to within a goal. Spurs came back to within a goal last night. So. Mm. The fact that we're seeing these things out, it should give us a bit of confidence. And I think that is something Klopp's done, you know, even going back to Origi scoring in a very last minute against West Brom last season, where he's like, the game's not over till the game's over. So mm. I don't know. I'm starting to have less of a panic around yeah. uh, some of the, you know, if they get one back. I'd like to see us get that third goal more, mm. I think is yeah. to Andy's point. That's what I'd like to see. And well, we should have in two games. During the game, I don't know whether it was on WhatsApp or on Twitter, and Damo replied just saying, we don't do that anymore. I was like, yeah, do we not? Like mm. Next thing you know, we conceded from the, the set piece and everything. Yeah. It was a jammy goal, let's face it, the way it, the West it bounced out yeah. and back in. Like, yeah. That's a freak. The actual goal was jammy, but what preceded it, I don't think was. Yeah, well, I think, again, Carrius probably should be Commanding the six yard box a lot better. Think so? so in in the that goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's hard to blame because it is that. I know big. you can trace every goal back to yeah. a, to a mistake eventually, but immediately before it, I think yeah. we forget how bad Minnelli was. Yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of but like we, people expected. Hmm. Sorry, Andy. If I could just it. finish my point, <laughs> and uh, before I let Andy back in, what Go I was going to say is that uh, I think people expect the carriers to come in, and because he's not minually, that we'll never get like we'll never concede a goal. Like, that's not the case. All keepers have weaknesses. Look at the hair in the, the game on Saturday against Chelsea, you know, yeah. I mean, he's very poor. But you don't hear United uh, fans criticising him. We just haven't seen enough of Carriers to make a decision. So I'm not particularly worried. Um, but I'd, I'd love to know what Andy thinks. Getting <laughs> 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 back to the original point, we're probably a goal better, uh, goal less better than we were last year. Do you know what I mean? Like we could have, in games where we would have dropped points last year, we're avoiding it by the odd goal, um, which, which yeah, is pretty I, positive. Like, you know. It's the difference between Yeah, them. I don't think like either of those games, West Brom or Spurs, I don't think we'd have seen them out last year. No. Whereas no. like there is a bit of a fucking shit fit that we throw when we do concede in these games, but like at least we are seeing it out. Just on carriers as well. I think You're the reason, a goalkeeper. You, you I haven't been fucking tits. <laughs> like, I don't think Carriers has had that much to do in open play. Like it's not as if he's getting peppered with shots as well. Has he so. made a save yet? And I don't like like against United, all I can remember is like two deflected shots kind of into yeah. I can't, the only save happy. I can remember him making is in preseason. I can't remember him mm. making a save in any of the games. But that, I think that's why like everyone's just going, "Oh my god, look at him on the crosses! Look at that! That yeah, is shit!" Like, like, this is the only thing we're seeing. Yeah, because yeah. uh, like uh, like he needs to be tested a good bit before you can judge him. Because like, wasn't that what we were lacking in a goalkeeper? Someone commanding and that come out and take a ball or control his area at least? And we haven't got that. Well, there's two ways to look at it, right? So we can, we were conceding we are poor from set pieces. So there's two ways: you get better at defending set pieces, or you give less set pieces away. I mean, I, I haven't got the stats on it because you know I have a life. But I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know whether we were conceding uh, less set pieces because I feel like we are. Like I think. Um, West Brom didn't have a corner till the seventy fifth minute, right? I think against Man, you know Tot- got the first corner. For yeah, years, I think against yeah. Tottenham we yeah. um, we weren't given away. You know those stupid now, you know stupid free kicks, the skirt or free kicks, the Lucas free kicks, the Lovren getting pulled out wide free kicks. So 
I think what he's tried to do is to fix it at source and say, look, we defend in a particular way that doesn't give away fouls. The next stage is going to be as Carrius gets a little bit more confident as we play a more consistent back five. Hopefully, we'll see that tighten up. <clears throat> he did change something in the West Brom game in terms of uh, marking uh, corners because Firmino was on the like six yard line as almost like a like a free header of the ball like, like a zonal yeah he was kind of put in there marking if, in a zonal exactly setup, yeah, yeah he kind of and that was unusual because he won a couple of headers actually from uh, corners we had after the goal mm. um, so they're obviously working on it but on Carrius, I think it's too. Has someone gone off at that stage or something? Like I don't was. know. I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. that's the case. Actually, maybe we had uh, yeah. we had taken someone. I don't think we'd made. I don't know. I, I just remember Firmino being in the thick of it in terms of heading, and I wonder whether Klopp has said, "Okay, you're a blocker, or you're you know you make sure no one gets into this space." Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But in terms of that, like, you know, managing the amount of free kicks we give away, I can't believe the free kick Milner gave away against West Brom. Like, that Hal Robson can I know he scored a nice goal for you in the World Car in the Euros or whatever, but, like, he is one of the worst players in the Premier League, <laughs> and he's, he's going nowhere, and Milner's there, oh, just dangle the leg out in front of him. Like, there's no one around. Yeah. And he, like, I, like it's the one thing, just don't let, West Brom have been shy, just don't let them load the box. No, actually. And, and he's our most experienced player, Milner. And it's the difference, I think, between... You know, if you watch like some of our midfield and forward players, you know, even the likes of Henderson, Can, <clears throat> Coutinho, Firmino, they have this real knack of like nicking the ball. You mm. know, they're quick brain but also quick feet. Miller's probably neither. Yeah. Like he's not quick brained and he's not quick feet, but he's trying to do it because that's what obviously what Klopp is encouraging him to do. And that's what happens with Lucas. Lucas is going, I should really nick this ball. Yeah. Will I nick it? I think I'll nick it. Let me swing my leg. Put Mil- my leg back, <laughs> swing my leg forward. And again, and again. <laughs> and again. So I think it's a, it's a little bit of, you know, you see Matip, I don't, you know, Matip never gives fouls away. He's mm. always in front of the player, wins the ball. He's very strong in his upper body. I think the only fouls he gives away are like the, the barges, whether it's 50-50 and the ref gives it. He's, he's never out, diving yeah. in, is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, good, which is yeah. quite good. I think like, if you compare him to like another the good defender that's coming into the league with United is Bailey yeah. Bay, and uh, I think he's impressed United fans because he's been quite muscly like he's mm. jumped in and mm. put players on the floor and stuff like that won a lot of big headers and tackles and stuff but Matt has gone about his business very quiet like you know and it's, yeah. it's we haven't really had that nobody's in, bullied in distant, him at all. distant memory I don't think we've had a defender like that yeah. He's the perfect foil to Lovren as well, isn't he? Him jumping oh, yeah. in and all that. Because Lovren, Lovren doesn't yeah. have to think. Lovren is just like clear fucking everything out of the way. But, I mean, if you think about Matip, I think since he's come back in against Burnley, right? He's played against Costa, he's played against Kane, he played against Rondon on uh, oh. Saturday, he's played against Ibrahimovic, yeah. and none of them scored. Well, you know, Costa did, but like that was like, did Costa score? Yeah, he was yeah. nowhere near Matip though. Like, really. Oh, okay. It but, you know, someone from else, from Matip, yeah, yeah, but was, was that over. a uh, set piece? No, they, they someone cut it back. Now Matt, Matt did sell himself. Yeah, remember, oh, okay. he slid yeah, yeah, yeah no, I do remember that now. I do remember. But on the whole, he demolished Costa that game. He's, he's, you know, he's coped with, you know, certainly Kane and Costa are two of the best strikers in the yeah. league. Ibrahimovic, I think he's getting a lot of uh, uh, stick, but I think he's actually been one of United's better players. He's obviously a very good player. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, you know. I think that he's Matip, you know, considering he was free and B was thirty million yeah. euro. Yeah. Mm. You know, he's doing great. But it, it, it's more like, I think one person watches him and says, oh, I don't think he's very good. And then all the people in that yeah. uh, in that uh, branch of the Masons Apart decide that, that they all they agree. Did, did kids okay. last night? Yeah, I think they all did well. I think obviously they were uh, right yeah. back, uh, Trent, uh, Alexander-Arnold stood out very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think really, uh, really, like, three of them were really good. Yeah. I kind of forgot that we have an understudy decline, you know. Yeah. It's him and... No problem. Yeah, he, at, he had that world challenge board and that he was brilliant. Like he can play in midfield as well. Stands, like I mean, look when we seen Flanagan coming into the team and we're kinda of thinking, Yeah, he's you know, he's not that bad, is he? Mm. But there's a kid that's come in and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. He's actually good. Like there was a, there was one time one of the I think the Spurs left winger kind of got the ball stood up and he was running at Alexander Arnold or whatever his fucking name is. And like, TAA. Yeah. And <laughs> but he ended up being chased back to the halfway line. Like not only did he kind of blocked off all the space and chased him up yeah. the pitch, your man running back with the and ball. Like, like you know, 
I like the fact that he threw himself into that attack. Remember Jared's first games when he was fucking like yeah. trying to kill yeah. people. <laughs> he looks a bit. He looks a bit like Jared did not that uh, isn't he real leggy? Yeah, no. he's very, and he's thin. Yeah. He needs to put. He yeah. needs to go through the Origi diet. There's no doubt about mm. that. And put on a bit of bulk. Juicing. Like, We've got the yeah. best juices in Europe yeah. now. So. Yeah. But uh, I thought Kevin Stewart was brilliant. Yeah, uh, well, like I'd see lots of criticism out there for Stewart. I don't know. What? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Stewart wasn't That's great. Well, not actually. You know. Well, just lots, dismissive of nothing, like, yeah. nothing like really bad, but just a lot of people saying he wasn't that good. I think he potentially offers more than candles in that role. And as as the Holding deep deep, deep holder, as yeah. a, as just a traditional holder uh, destroyer. Don't know, don't know. I think he's mean? done really well. I don't know if he's better than Kang because I think Kang offers more in different ways. But what I thought was interesting about him, you uh, stopped calling him Jan, have you now? Jan. It's a, it's a different word. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll let you back in in a minute, Andy, just because. <laughs> 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 you are very good at pronouncing players. What is, names I, I forgot. What is his name? Shan. You used to call him Jan. It is Shan, yeah, isn't it? Emery Jan. Jan. Yeah. Jan. It's called the Nazi. Instead of Jan. Yeah. That lot of fans call him my Cam. Well, his name is Jan, isn't it? That's what he says himself. Does San. he? Were you yeah. talking to him? I was. Did you stick your phone in his face? <laughs> 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 Tune into my blog later for an exclusive with Emery Khan. <laughs> Thomas the pandas. Um, but Stuart was really good. I, I know a lot of people raved about El Sharia. I thought he was neat and tidy. He was pretty good. But for an attack in midfield player, I didn't think he did loads great. Maybe I'm being overly harsh. And I don't want to be overly harsh on him because he did fine and all that. But like this morning, you pick up the paper, you swear this guy ran the show. Whereas I thought Stewart was more impressive. I thought that uh, Alexander-Arnold was more impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought Mignolet was more impressive. Do, do you know what I mean? I just... I know yeah. people want this new superstar to come through. He wasn't it for me last night. I thought Wijnaldum was better. Yeah, I mean, the, talk, the talk is that uh, Ijari is going to be the next big thing. Him and Woodbourne. So, yeah. you, I mean, you, you kind of... Yeah, maybe the focus was on him. We kind of know what Stewart's all about. Mm. He's quite capable of coming in. As I said, last night, he is, there's probably 18 players now that have started oh. games for Liverpool this season. I think Klopp says he, could trust. he's going to bring through 10 players from the academy. I think that'll happen. But do you know what's interesting about that? Like, like, in, a, in his tenure? In like, his, yeah. If or you think of Ferguson's... No, he said, well, he didn't give a time frame. He just said he wants to bring at least 10 players through from the academy. Yeah. I saw someone say it on Twitter last night. If you think of Ferguson's great teams, right? When He, went, he always had four, five, six players. They're, like, they're not first-choice players, mm. but they come in and they do a yeah. job. How many Premier League medals has John O'Shea got? I mean, and he literally can't kick a football. And he's like, mm. but you know, he come in and do a job. You know, Park when he used to come in and do yeah, it, but, Valencia yeah, that they Park, got. Like you know, Park was kind of there. I know it's very early to say, but he was a bit like there when Alden. You know, nobody. Yeah. When Alden could play for Liverpool for the next five, six, seven years, or ten years, or whatever, and he won't, he won't, will not go down in history. Mm. You no. know, it's the type of player you miss when he's gone. Like yeah. Diddy Hamman wasn't appreciated while he was here. He's a hero now. Yeah. Ronnie Whelan wasn't appreciated when he played for Liverpool. He's a hero. Mm. So when Alan has that sort of thing about him, Alonso wasn't appreciated when he was here. A lot of fans went to the cell in the season before he went. You know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not Alonso. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that sometimes I think that we there are certain things obviously the players do that we really like, and certain things that just kind of yeah. go unnoticed. No, I'm just saying Park, yeah. Park, especially in the bigger games, like when. You know, when they used to wheel him out when against Arsenal they, and he'd boot them or around. Chelsea, they'd nah. bring him out and he was, he'd always got a good game. Nah. But maybe more like that. Quite, I don't know. He was a very important player in a big game. I mean, mm. you know, United think, they would bring cleverly in for the League Cup. Yeah. They'd bring in, you know, some of these players that have, have not gone on and made it. You know, it's yeah. not like they're, you know, uh, Gibson yeah. was another player, you know, just you get. 10 games a season so when when Klopp talks about having 10 players I think what he's saying is he's, he doesn't want to spend money on those players yeah, yeah. you know his money's going to go on yeah. the first 11 and then the rest of it is academy players and I think that what we've seen is there's enough in the academy for us to do that you know yeah so anyway lads this is like half term for me in college right so yeah. we'd oh, apply that nice. to Liverpool we'd have a look from the start of the season up till now right so Progression-wise, how have they progressed from the start of the season up to this point in the season? So from the first ball kick this season exactly, to now or yeah. from last season to now? No, from, from this yeah. season. And we'll take out like areas of the park, defence, midfield, attack. Yeah, I think I think we, we kind of hit the ground running and we're still running. I don't think like we're improving week on week. I think we peaked 
in the Leicester Rand whole game. Mm. Really impressive, like like on slots of football, not just patches like against Arsenal. Say, so yeah. I mean, maybe maybe our games as the season's gone on will be a bit more complete. That's about like, all I have to really. Obviously, it's a big if, like, but if we could cut out the fucking stupid goals in the last quarter of the game or whatever, then we'd be doing really well. Because, like Andy said, like against Arsenal, like it was a smashing result and like four, like four goals against, and that's great. But there was only properly. Probably about 20 minutes where we were really good. And the Mm. rest of the game, we were sort of hanging on. You were kind of like, what's going on here? We had no control over it or anything. So I think we look more controlled now. I think, like, I I was pissing and moaning, like, for months about the midfield. But it's obviously, it's starting to cement itself. Mm. Like, it's playing really well now. So, like, I I, I obviously fucked that up. Like, a huge amount of... uh, we talk about teams that come and park the bus a little bit, but we've got games now where we've huge, huge amounts of possession mm. and, and won games. You yeah. know, like we couldn't do that under Rogers. No, so it's it's quite good. So that that's a positive, like that we can keep the ball and, and still still score goals. It doesn't necessarily have to be as fast breaks, or counter attacks, and then the other thing is like you were saying about the stupid goals. It, it's becoming far more realistic now mm. that we cut out a lot of goals because yeah. we're limited chances. Like say I don't know how many goals you considered uh, conceded last year, but let's say it was fifty. You know, if you reduce the chances by half, you're going to reduce the goals by half yeah. without even de- improving your defense whatsoever. And the defense is unquestionably improved. Yeah. Klein is having a good season. Milner's having a good season. Matip has come in and improved everything. And Lovren hasn't done much wrong. No. So yeah, I think Lovren's played well. Yeah. The goals yeah, aren't coming from because we play, play with from. such high intensity that you're going to get fluctuations in performances. Sporadically true. Well, Benitez always used to describe a football team like a short blanket, right? That the, the, the trick is not to leave the head too exposed, not to leave the feet too exposed, right? So I think under Rodgers in 14 15, the argument was we compensated for you know our lack of defence by being all out attack. And I think we started the season a little bit like that, you know. Mm. At the season, at the start of the season, we were like, you know, that, that same mentality where we got to go 3 1 up or 4 1 up to be sure. And even then against Arsenal, we weren't sure, right? Whereas now, I feel like two 0 I think we'll we'll see it out. You know, I I don't see a team scoring three against us. You know, mm. they could score two and we might draw, but I don't see them scoring three now. And I think gradually, what 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 I think is 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 most impressive is that the we still have peaks and troughs, but the peaks and troughs are not as far apart now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like since Burnley. Right, I think we've played ten games, won seven, drawn three, scored twenty six goals, conceded seven. What's more important, goals or chances created? <laughs> I don't know. Me takes my WhatsApp group uncool in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, the most important thing is that we're finishing our chances. Lot are you know you're create, creating a terrible lot, too too many chances for how many you've been converted. And the last two games, the West Brom game and the Swansea game, right? They're the most impressive results. They are the results that Klopp has struggled with. We've always turned up against City, Chelsea, Arsenal. I mean, you know, his record against the the very big teams is very good, right? We have always struggled when you go West Brom away. Palace now I'm worried about. Exactly, Palace Palace coming up. Totally our bogey team. I think, I can't remember the last time we played well. Benteke is going to go on a rampage. You (laughs) know what I mean? An absolute rampage. Yeah, did you see him though? That's the goal. like is that one on one chance? Oh, he's terrible one on one. We should just leave him go one on one. His penalty as well was shocking. He's pulling a caravan in towards goal. Then the 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 finish. I don't think it would have made it to the goal if the goalkeeper just no, got out yeah, of the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think if the wind. But you knew he wasn't scoring, yeah, didn't it? As soon as he went through, the wind would have stopped the goal. In. So are we worried about the Palace match? Yeah, like of course we are. Like Lovrenant's. Matt about developing a, a good partnership. Like they're playing a lot of games together, and they're you know, not conceding a terrible lot of goals, not conceding too many chances. But their confidence must be growing now. So, you know, you no, know, good. Fuck's sake. There was a foul in the build up today. Definitely. What a mark. Anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway yeah, so, but this is a this is a this is a big test. Like you, have, you have a physical a play, another physical player. To, Against them with set pieces, we're High balls into be, the box with the goalkeeper yeah, as well. We're obviously going to be so. It's it's one of those. Can we score? Can we score more than them? <laughs> yeah, there's been big improvements <laughs> recently, but I think it's going to take 
a lot of these like good results before people aren't worried about matches like Palace away. Like, there's going to be quite a stigma around it. I think so. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a good kind of yardstick for how far we've come. I know we beat them last year, didn't we? But it was kind of by the skin of our teeth. It wasn't the last minute penal. So, uh, oh yeah. Like, if we can put in a good performance and beat them convincingly, then it'll go a long way towards kind of saying, yeah, maybe we're ready to go on a run now. It is a bit of a voodoo. We need to uh, like a hoodoo. Hoodoo? Hoodoo, I think, yeah. Is it? A hoodoo so, yeah. voodoo we need to get over. Use okay. some voodoo to get the hoodoo out of our back. <laughs> but we need to we need to break Palace because that's it's still the one team when I see the fixture coming up, I'm like, oh fuck. You know, that's mm. that's gonna be Should a Should we be concerned though, genuinely? No, they're in terrible form. I yeah, think I think Palace exactly. have already won two games in like they have a worse record over the last thirty eight games than Sunderland. So, you know, they're they're not in good form. But on paper, Palace sort of are a good team, you know. They, mm. you know, they got Kabai, Townsend. They got Benteke now. Who's the Zaha? You know, they got pace. They got power up front. The advantage is, I think they'll come on to us, and I think that'll suit us. You know, mm. in theory, we should be better. Yeah, than Paddy will come on. Yeah, he he'll come on to us. But do you know who's? Good? I don't know if he even still plays for him. But Scott Dan is going to score, right? Because he <laughs> always scores against us. Benteke is definitely scoring because. Mm. Uh, and have they got an ex-Everton player there? Because if they have, he's scoring. Yeah, I remember when uh, so Naismith four, went to... Nil then, so where did Naismith go to? Norwich. Yeah. And you called him before the game saying, Stephen Naismith's first goal scorer. <laughs> Bang, there it was. Like, you know, so it's, you know, we're definitely going to get a bit of karma and a bit of retribution. But hopefully we've got enough to, to kind of get through it, you know? Which I think we do. Yeah, Scott Dan scored some goals this season already, so... Yeah, like, and it's another team that at set pieces they're gonna mm. worry us like their size and they've been mm. like absolute monster players. So have to just try and limit them. Yeah. Mm. So did anyone expect us to be this high up the table at this stage of the season? No. No, we're twelve twenty points uh, after nine games. Pretty much the same. So as... we're, we're, I think, well, in my opinion, I think we're ahead of the game where mm. I thought we would have been. Yeah, me yeah, too. Because I would have assumed United and City would have sprinted away. Mourinho and Pep it didn't quite happen. Yeah. yeah, City in particular. Like, but the, think, di- the difference is this year we're taking advantage of it. Yeah, where in previous seasons we did, we just shit the bags. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think Arsenal should be favourites at the moment. You know, when I, I like Spurs. No, I suppose what? Suppose I'm going to have. Anyway, we'll come out to Spurs. But in terms of Arsenal, I think they they are they're going to set the pace because they've got a very so, you know very um, solid squad. You know, stable hasn't had a lot of changes. Same manager. And they're doing what Arsenal do, which is they beat all the teams they should beat and then they'll have a wobble. But they haven't got a big game for a while. Yeah. We should be second. City are having a major wobble. So it'll be interesting to see whether Pep kind of almost like... Are like, they having a major wobble, though, see? They're top uh, of the league. They're yeah, one in yeah, five. If they yeah, lose, they'll they they be six. That is a wobble. You know, top of the yeah. league, they are top of the league. But there's top of the league going down and there's top of the league going up. Top you know what I mean? Up. It's like, and I wonder if it carries on and, you know, the form, you'll be forced into like, perhaps doing something a bit more radical, reset then almost, and I wonder whether they'll be able to take them. I'm not worried about United at all. Like City, City are throwing points away because yeah. of Guardiola's, like it's absolute insistence that, no, you are playing it out from the back, no matter what. Like, even I watched their game against Spurs and some of the stuff they were doing at the back and it's just pointless. Like, it, yeah. like Spurs are obviously position to like clamp it down and now still back to the keeper they're exactly our type of team yeah yeah, like the good thing is when they are doing all this business and we high press them we can we could hopefully cause them problems anyway but I I just think that uh, you know for City collar off is not Jerome Boateng and you know no amount of telling him to play the ball at the back is going to make him you know so that's the problem Pep's got is he's trying to play like Barcelona and Bayern Munich and he hasn't got the players for it so you've got to kind of adapt a little bit like to be fair like Klopp has like Conte has you know I mean Victor Moses is Chelsea's best player at the moment I mean I wouldn't rule out Chelsea they've got yeah. no Europe yeah all of a sudden they're only a point behind now I mean they're, they're in very good fight it's really tight at the top I mean I think it's there's I don't think Spurs have got the legs for it. I think their squad's a bit thin. I think we saw that mm. last night. They got Europa League. All right, they're out of the cup now, but they look fatigued already. And it's only yeah. fucking November. He knows what he's doing, though, doesn't he, Podge? Ah, he's a good manager. Yeah, he is a good manager, but he just doesn't. He doesn't have the resources that no. like City and even United are. Like just the players that they have might get them get them through. 
Like if they didn't, the if they didn't win the league and... last year, Spurs, they're not going to win it this exactly. year. Exactly. Last yeah. year was their chance. I mean, you know. But uh, in Arsenal, like you've got kind of got Walcott, who was who was the standout gonna top player, yeah. and he's obviously going to get injured. Yeah. You know, and I just like I'm not convinced by Arsenal at all. They always just seem to do enough to like no matter whether like if they're tenth then you know they're going to do enough to get into the top four. And if they're first, then you just know they're going to they're gonna drop enough I know, to fall. But I, and I know people overstate the, 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 you know, the, the value of having a strong spine. But they got Czech, they got Mustafi and Koscielny now at the back, probably the best centre-half partnership mm. in the league. They got Shaka and um, Kozola in midfield. Uh, who's the other one that they play is it Eleni or whatever they, and Ramsey mm. to come back mm. and you know they got a very strong midfield and then they play in Sanchez through the middle yeah. with Walcott one side and Giroud if necessary and Giroud to come back I just think they look solid do you know what mm. I mean and I think that I think solid's going to be enough this year to win the league and didn't they say they're going to spend in January after yeah. the AGM I think they look you're going to need you're going to probably need 88 90 points to win the league and Arsenal haven't achieved that the, the top of the table if you, if you look at it now was heading for around 85 it's, it's a weird season again like last season was really weird I think this season well, it's a, a more weird. competitive season it's much more competitive like, yeah. I think the top has moved on I think the gap yeah, between they, the top they, they and the bottom have, is bigger I mean City have produced some nice performances even United have produced some nice performances Chelsea have went about their business recently quite, quite impressive against United we have Spurs have Arsenal have you couldn't say that last year. You just got Leicester. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's five or six teams that look at them above, I think, and and that's not including Leicester actually. And Everton for the first kind of six or seven games of the season looked great, and now they you know, and the lower teams great. look weakened again. Exactly, you know, they, they oh, Sunderland we, looked terrible. Yeah. Hull, uh, and Sunderland the Hull are down Hull basically. Are sure, if it's Swansea, they're playing well, Swansea, and getting beaten yeah. left, right, and yeah. centre. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So have we readjusted our expectations? Sir? Like I, 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 I said we'd win the league. At the beginning of the season, in in my predictions, uh, because well, have also, you readjusted that there? We still think we I think we got a hell of a shot. I think we got a really. Re- I mean, and the difference now is, I feel like it's built on something solid. Whereas, I loved thirteen, fourteen. You know, brilliant season, brilliant season. But none of us believed until maybe six, seven six. games out, ten games out, you know, that we would even win with a shot. I mean, how many times on this podcast, and maybe we never recorded it, but did we all go, if they offered you fourth now, would you take it? And we were all, yeah, yeah. I'd bank it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so, whereas now, not that I wouldn't take fourth now, mm-hmm. I probably would, to be fair, but I feel like this isn't like an aberration. This is a consequence of things that we've deliberately done, and therefore, that makes me feel a little bit more... Yeah, I'd even look even when Suarez left and Rogers probably made some bad signings. If you looked across the squad, and it was a stronger squad, mm. it was a stronger, and it's it, it is now, and we've got probably the best manager in the world. So, of course, we're aiming at a shot, but at the same time, there's too many people competing for the one, one, uh, one target. And maybe last year you might have said, "Yeah, we're favourites to win the league." Where I'd be sure as shit we're going to get Champions League though. I would have thought I would have thought that we'd be certainly in with a show for um the Champions League spot. Now we fully I'm fully confident we'll get that. So that's that's an improvement. And now all of a sudden I think we have a very very good uh, shot of the toilet. You know, yeah. we could look at that we could sorry, my friend, just on winning the league. We could just as easily finish fifth. Sixth. I mean, you know, and have and have played well and had a good season, but you know, if City snap into, uh, as much as I'm saying they're not worried about some of these teams, City snap into gear, suddenly they're away. Yeah. Arsenal look good. Chelsea are coming into form. You know, if Tottenham's legs hold. Do you know what I mean? So we could trust as easily. Yeah, but I've I've gone from, I like, at the start of the season, I thought we had a, a job on to get into the top four. Like, I didn't think we, like, I didn't wasn't a fan of our signings, really, or anything like that. So I've gone from there to thinking, yeah, like... Where we could, we could like with, with no Europe, like get knocked out. That I fucking hate the FA Cup. Get knocked out of that in the third round or something. I think like yeah, we could we could have a, a shot at the title. So yeah, I've definitely kind of I've been fairly surprised by where we are now. To be fair, history suggests that our default setting should be underwhelmed by our signings. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like you know, how many times you know I remember the Balotelli signing sitting in there going, "Oh my god, it's exciting!" Imagine if he kicks into gear, and you know, I mean, and who knew us? All it was going to take was like a proper manager to get the best out of him. Can't wait till he comes back, mind mm-hmm. Balotelli. Yeah, he'd be vice captain with Sarko as captain. <laughs> <laughs> so Liverpool are going to win the league. 
the League Cup and the FA Cup. Then. I don't give a shit about the cups. I mean, I take a trophy I over think, not I, getting a I trophy. Think Klopp does. Yeah, about the cups. I just don't think he knows how to play any other way. I think he wants to win every game, and that's the reality. He I doesn't think he just know how to, to win any a final way. eventually. Yeah. Okay, he? we're not in Europe. He might as well be going for. He's cups. going for it. I mean, yeah. what is it? Fourteen extra games if you win both cups. Except you know, yeah, across yeah. the season. Don't go for that. And yeah, sure. Most of the most most of what played last night is going to play in the EFL Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got his he's got his cup team sorted now. It allows him to keep Mignolet sweet, Lucas sweet. You know, gives yeah. Clavin games and bring the youngsters through. It means Sturridge will get games. So I I think uh, you know the cups are fine. We've okay, got if we, if we got to the... last night his comments on the pitch. What did he say on the pitch? What did he say? He just said, uh, you know, I've I've been. Going through a lot lately and stuff. I mean, what? It's really, it's really bad to hear, isn't it? They've just won a game and he's been the man of the match. Don't, don't ruin it. Let's, let's not, um, let's not, kind of uh, take away from all the good What's teams he been that going are going through? We, I mean, I don't know. Is it the I, fact he's on the fact bench? He's being left out of the team. Like, can can he not accept that he is doesn't deserve to be in the with a good team? Mm-hmm. I heard someone say the uh, best excuse ever to not to be in a team is that well, Sturridge, Sturridge is a brilliant centre forward. We just don't need a brilliant centre forward. That's the only one, isn't it? Exactly <laughs> yeah. that. He's the best fit. We create loads of chances and we're not taking them. If he was playing, he'd take them. Yeah. But he can play because he won't. Because then the chances won't get created. Well, look, there's exactly. there's forty eight league games and then there's a possibility of a f- fourteen more from cups. Like the fan just has to readjust yeah. his. Expectations. Would he prefer like? Would he prefer to be playing every game for a team that weren't challenging for anything? Because he probably wouldn't be stay able to stay fit. This way, everybody's happy. He's coming in. He won us the game last night. He'll come off the bench against whoever, and then when there's injuries, he's going to come into the team, and he just has to do a little bit more than he did in the game. At the same time, as well, it doesn't matter what he said because he done the business last night. He was excellent. Yeah, it does matter because Did he not prove his by point? saying by saying what he says doesn't matter means what Klopp is saying doesn't matter. What Klopp is saying means everything. He's rounding up, he's rallying the troops, he's creating a culture at Liverpool, the fans, um, the connection and everything else. So by other people's comments, they're pulling the other way. And it was why I had such a problem with Sacco's comments in the middle of the night. It's pulling in the opposite direction. They were pulling up preparing for an important game. And he's pulling in the opposite direction. Like, the fella, Sacco, should have just took the advice and went out on loan and did what he was told. Sturridge, I'm sure Klopp is, is man-managing him and explaining things to him. Just listen to him. So he's a bad seed, we think, do we? Won't go far as say bad seed. Like he, look, he seems a lovely fella. Like he does nice things, uh, you know, on for sick kids and shit like that. I don't know. He, he, like, he's not a bad. He's not a bad person, and he's just, he's just don't think it's right. He he makes them comments after a match. I just think that too much is too much is made of his personality in general, you know, and his demeanor and too many shots of his miserable face. By the way, I don't this. think I don't think he's I don't think he's a. A horrible person. No, no, no. I know you don't. I know you like, don't. I think, the, but that's the narrative. There is, yeah, there's a narrative created. out there that he's lazy and moody yeah, and his face rubbish. on the pitch. Yeah, and yeah. Like, they're ignoring the fact that he's smiling as well. Like, and he's an intense guy. People are using the smiles to counter argue. I mean, just this, drop it. Like, yeah. fuck off. Some sports people, like they, you know, they they get into a zone or whatever, and and that's what Sturridge is like, right? This is his job. He gets into his work mode. Yeah. He doesn't want to be sitting there pissing about and joking. He's not happy if he doesn't play. That's fine. The issue for him is he's 27. He's probably in the best physical condition that he's been in in four or five years, and he can't get a game. So I think, or not, not enough games. I think for him, I think that if yeah. he was in mm. practically any other side, if he was at Arsenal, he'd be starting every week. Yeah, he played he was the at, last seven, I think. You know, if he was at Chelsea, he'd probably be starting. Where's the sense of entitlement come from, though? Uh, like he his is records. a quality player. Yeah, he's quality, absolutely. But at the same time. The team are doing the business on the pitch. He's playing football a long enough time to know that you don't change a winning team. And when he has performed, he probably hasn't performed good enough to play the next game. I think he's probably just rationally going, yeah, you're right, the team is doing well. But everybody wants to play. Like, uh, like I think it is You a have bit to respect un- other players that also want to play, that aren't playing. Why is he any more entitled to play than... I'm sure in his head he thinks but in his he's head, better yeah. at a higher level than Not anyone in that squad could walk into Arsenal's team. 
What, what about, Stavish okay, what about me? He's not the best goalkeeper, but he would definitely get a game with half the Euro Premier League teams. And he'd and probably he's leave. Just been, he's just been... He, well, Sturridge would probably leave, but I'm talking about the the part in between. Megas being dropped, he's obviously utterly disappointed, but he's he's just conducted himself a bit To be better. fair, Minile's done more interviews about his disappointment in not playing than Sturridge has. Has he? Yeah. He did one this weekend. Prior to playing the, the in pre- the camp. But nobody knows because nobody gives a shit about yeah. him. So. <laughs> that's, and that's the third one I've read where Minile has said, you know, I'm disappointed and here's what I want to do. I want to get back in the team. Now, he's not bitching him on it. But I feel like Minile But the fact he's done that many interviews, he yeah. is bitching him yeah. on well, Look, you know, I actually don't, to be honest, I don't read too many newspapers and yeah. stuff like that. But the information that kind of gets fed through to you on TV, because I watch all the games and I watch all the coverage um, on Twitter and stuff like that, it just seems to be getting fed through that. Well, Sturridge's comments are a little bit less important. Well, I mean, that's just because you're reading James Pierce's agenda-driven nonsense <laughs> in the Echo and he hates Sacco and loves Minnelli. Like, you know? So you want to broaden your horizons? I didn't, think, I didn't think Sturridge said anything like that bad last night. There probably is a bit where he's kind of thinking of himself. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think it was too bad, though. I, I think he probably has, like, his expectations of how much he can play are probably... Like he he cannot play ninety minutes at our intensity yeah. normally. Like one of the only one of the only games this season I've seen him where he's intensity wise he was on the same level as the rest of the team. I'd say it was Chelsea. Leicester the first half. Leicester was well, quite yeah. good. Maybe yeah. Leicester he played but, that but in um, Chelsea. The Chelsea game, like five minutes into the second half, he was bushed. Like he yeah, couldn't move. It's yeah. like Benteke or Allen who have gone on and are having very good seasons for the new club. Sometimes you can have a good player that for. The way we play just doesn't suit them, it and that's okay. That's okay. I think it's okay. I, I, I mean, your point about is it becoming a, a a media thing or him giving interviews on the pitch about how disappointed he is and God and all that shit. Yeah, I could do without all of that as well. This is right but just right generally, after, right after just generally, I could do without players doing anything that distracts away from yeah. not Sturridge anyone. I used to hate. I hated that Stephen Gerrard released his autobiography in mm. the la, You know, yeah. in the the run-up to the new season no I hated that because I'm like you don't do that you're disrupting I think it was in the run-up to a cup final or something wasn't it it was like yeah. you don't do that you know that's that's disrupting and the team and even just like like we were still there was huge concern over whether Rodgers was going to go or not yeah. that summer and like it, that like the 14-15 season still had a huge bearing on the next season exactly. we were still picking through the fire of that and he released a book about exactly. it. that pissed me mm-hmm. off yeah. as well. and so, saying that what do we I think of like him that. coming back Stevie so Stevie Potentially, this uh, is as a coach, is it? Well, just come back to the club. They so my my prediction is, yeah, no he will have zero impact, either positive or negative, by coming back. But there will be thousands and thousands and thousands of words written about it. Yeah. But the reality is, he will have no impact either way. Klopp is not gonna. Klopp doesn't take advice from anyone. He's gonna run the team the way he wants to. Right? Yeah, he's not gonna hand over. So power. he's not gonna play someone who can't play. He's not gonna allow him to influence tactics is you know so will he maybe be coaching a youth team then it's going to have no impact so I, I I don't see a downside because Klopp's too strong to allow that to happen I can kind of see an upside but I think even that's overstated because nobody who's on the fence about signing for Liverpool is going to be influenced by Steven Gerrard walking in the room that's he's not gonna, what makes look, people he's going to use him in the same way Benitez used Fowler when mm. Fowler came back there was no way Benitez thought Fowler was the best striker out there at that present time that, that was available could, yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. He brought him back to get the fans on side. It's not like Klopp doesn't have the fans on side, he couldn't have them more on side, but bring Jared in, it just compounds everything. Big LFC family, Jared is about to place again and it makes a lot of people very happy. I don't think like it's there's anything negative or anything hugely amount of po- I think there's definitely positives, but nothing hugely. Cool. So there's well, do you know what's mad about it? And I, you know, sometimes I think uh, our fans are not really Liverpool fans. Like <laughs> everything Jared's done, right? There are fans that would take Alonso back tomorrow, yeah, right, and yeah. start him tomorrow in the team, right? Yeah. But wouldn't bring Jared back as a youth I coach. Ca- it's just madness that. to yeah, me. Yeah, no, like there's you know? there's a there's a really a really unsettling hay for Jared out there. Yeah. Oh get the fuck away from our club, all this nonsense, right? And then there's a really irrational like um 
people creaming their pants over it, saying, oh, how great would it be that he lifts the title? How embarrassing would he be yeah. coming out in his tracksuit to lift the title? Get, out of it. Get the fucking ball. It was like Carragher. Everyone hated Carragher when Carragher was in his last season. Yeah. There's, wow. people, there's people who think that Jurgen Klopp will give up one place on the bench for Gerrard to sit there and come on for five, ten minutes in nine games or whatever it is to qualify for a medal. There's people out there that exist that think that's <laughs> happening. It's Look sorry. at the bench. Look at the bench. You've got a mixture of bringing a couple of young lads through and some very, very strong options off the bench. And to give up one of them for Gerrard for sentiment... Well, what plan? What plan? The other thing that's funny. Well, the other thing I say, final thing I say, right? Yeah. You know, is what's Klopp meant to say when someone asks him, right? So someone says to him, you know, Stephen Gerrard. He says there'll always be a place for Stephen Gerrard. What's he meant to say, right? There's actually he talks to Gerrard. Of course, he does. Gerrard's the captain of the club for ten years. Of course, he talks to him, right? He talks to Rogers. Klopp does. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's not like it's unusual for him to be talking to people over here. Gerard doesn't fall into the important coach. He, a coach as in he kicks ball with kids. A mm. coach as in he he's there on the pitch, like just you know, being there, but not an important in like a integral part of yeah. anything that's going to happen this season. Maybe when he gets his badges, he might be he might be given a a, a once a, like an important role. Let me liken it to Ryan Giggs. Does anyone think Ryan Giggs had either a positive or negative impact on anything that happened in the Moyes of Anger? marginal at best right and he was assistant manager so Jared coming back as an ambassador yeah. or as a youth coach or as a Th- fucking yeah. cheerleader is not different situation with gigs I think he probably had a positive impact on the fact that things were so grim that I don't know maybe he kept a few fans on side he's hardly um, Mr. Personality I'd like to have him back around the place I have to say Jared yeah Yay. Fucking around breathe. my place yeah, <laughs> I thought he meant gigs. He'd bring some women around, like no you know? way. He'd be up on Like yeah, I mean, he breeds, breeds Liverpool, and we always had a tradition of with the boot room and everything else. I don't see the problem of recruiting from within. You know, again, the same fans who would be who moan that John Barnes hasn't yeah. got a role at the club. And by the way, here's a here's a here's a top, and it's probably more on the side of the of the really delusional positive fans. How else are we going to replace Klopp when it's time to replace Klopp? Then bringing in someone that Don't can learn from you. him. Can learn from him. I mean, who's who's Jar- who has Gerard say? Who who has um, his influences be manager was? You know, you've got a uh, what's his face? Him? What? Him? Julia, <laughs> who gave him his chance and everything else. The arm around even had him living in the Phil house and stuff like that for a while. <laughs> you had uh, you had Rafa who was Rafa. you know quite quite um, disciplined manager and tactics and probably between him and Julia he brought the club into a s- more serious respectful club you know mm. in terms of what they were doing day to day and diet and training methods and stuff like that and then you've got Klopp who's completely different again so if Jared ever is to manage us if that's ever going to be a realistic thing which we're, we're going to probably come upon bad times again where we'd be calling for someone like him like we were kind of calling for Kenny like even mm. though you knew it wasn't going to be ever a long term solution but let's let's keep the only thing is I, lo- I love Jared right and I'd have him back but he, he lacks one thing which all of those people have which is a personality you know he is a charisma vacuum Jared and there's no way he walks into a, a dressing room the way Klopp does or Kenny or any of those and like is able to to communicate the way they could, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah so right, that, that's right what right I think will let him down because yeah. that's why, that's why Phil Neville can never be a manager. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, because he can't communicate. So or Rio Ferdinand can never do it because he can't speak. So mm. you know, and I know Brenzi loves him, so I apologise for that. But, yeah, but I think uh, as footballers go, Jared's quite intelligent, and I think he probably could. Um, Maybe. T- yeah, take up a manager role. Everybody's different. Uh, Everyone's like, different. Look I at mean, Neville. You would have said I mean, nobody comes close to Klopp's charisma. Yeah. Like, Rafa Benitez, what what exactly was his charisma? Very serious man. Like, you know, mm. he's... Yeah, but he Dan, was... Anyway, he Jared, was super smart, wasn't he? And he was funny and sarcastic with it sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap for everybody. Thanks to Paul, Dave and Andy for coming in. I enjoyed hosting again. 
And remember, for all your Astro Park needs, get down to the Astro Park in Tala. The lads will look after you. Just mention our name. Over and out. Have a good week. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's. Ain't no way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4. BC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.